Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. This is Michelle Burkhardt here, your host. So today I want to talk about something that maybe a lot of you don't, aren't aware of. Okay. I want to talk to you about the comfort zone. So the comfort zone is this idea that you grow to a place in your life and it can be in any area of your life, right? So typically what is true in adult maturity, if you study human development, is that you get to this point when you're in life and and you maybe have a job that you like or don't like, um, but you've been there for a while, you, you're, it's given you an income, you're, you're kind of doing the same thing, right? You have the same schedule every day, you know, maybe your, your kids shake it up a little bit by being sick here and there, but it, all in all, you have the same sort of life every day, right? And you are in this place where you can't even remember the last time you did something for the first time right? So if you're not aware if that's you, if you spend more time thinking about your vacation and planning it and scheduling it, than you do thinking about your life, where are you going? Where are you headed? How can you use your full potential? Then you might be in the comfort zone. Okay. Now the comfort zone, of course, it, it sounds good, right? It's, it's comfortable. Um, and most people think, well, that's what you're trying to work towards in life, right? You, you want to get to this place where you're comfortable and you, you're happy. But the problem is that there, it's actually very dangerous. Um, the comfort zone has, um, not a whole lot there for you. I, I look at it as kind of a prison, right? And that there are certain things that happen in your life that, um, you know, like you might go get a new car or go buy a new outfit, or maybe you have a promotion, you know, at a job that you really don't like. There's those things that are changes, but they're not really big changes or changes that you were in charge of, right? That's still within the comfort zone. So I like to consider that what you're doing with those changes is that you're just rearranging the pillows in your prison cell. Okay. And you don't even realize that you're in a prison and actually that the door is wide open. You could leave at any time, but you see the comfort zone is so comfortable that you wouldn't even think about leaving. Okay. I know people who have stayed in relationships that the, they've definitely not changed. Um, but it's actually harmful to them that they're still staying there because that's what they know. That's what's comfortable. Right. And, and of course, staying in a job, right? But there's so many other things like making health choices, right? You know what you know. And I had a friend just last week, I was talking to her about my health journey. And she said, well, you know, that weight loss thing is great. But I know if I, if I lose weight, I'm going to have to go buy smaller jeans. Now think about that statement. Yes, I mean, it's true, right? But the reason why she can't make good health choices is not because she can't buy good jeans. It's because she's fearing what is outside of her prison cell. You see, most people, uh, they don't actually um, fear the failures in their life. They fear their successes more. What would my life look like if I lived to my fullest potential, right? That's kind of scary because you got to step out of your comfort zone. And man, I wish I had more time to spend with you on that one. Um, actually, you know, in the description, what I will do, we're having a, a live call on Monday. So in two days, Monday, the 10th, 
Um, I'll put all of the information for that call on there if you want, because that's one of the things that we're going to talk about is this comfort zone. So if you want more information about this, I'll just put that info in the description and you can um, jump on that call. Okay. All right. So the comfort zone, but then when you pair it with this other idea of what I call four minds, it is huge in your life. So Four Minds really comes out of the work of, of Bruce Lipton. If you want to have a book, it's really cool. It's called um, The Honeymoon Effect. And he basically describes these four minds that when you have two people together, what you have is um, two different minds per person. So you have the conscious, which is the awake, aware, alert brain, and the subconscious, which is your feelings, your emotions, your values, your beliefs. And so when you have two people together, you have two conscious and two subconscious minds, right? So the subconscious mind is really where you um, have your programs that run your life, right? So all belief drives behavior. So it's not what you know, it's actually what you've downloaded in your subconscious that's actually, you know, making changes or not in your life. So when you're having, I'm, I'm just going to use relationships as an example. So let's say you're having a, a negative interaction, right? So maybe you're having a fight with your significant other, or maybe even with a coworker or a boss. So you're having this interaction and typically what happens is that in that situation, both people are in their subconscious mind. So they are not ruled by their logic and reasoning. They are ruled by the past patterns and behaviors and beliefs that they have up until that point. Okay. So ultimately you can look at the subconscious as a danger zone, right? It, there's danger there because it's in your comfort zone. This is what you know. So if you don't know a whole lot about how to communicate with a person who has a different personality than you, if you don't understand that each person is coming from their own perspective, right? If you don't have some general relationship understanding here, you are going to operate based on how you've always operated in the past. Okay. So if you do the same things, you say the same things, you're going to get the same result. So have you ever kind of walked away from one of these interactions and you're like, man, this happens every time. <laughs> yeah. Because you're in the comfort zone in your subconscious. So how in the world do you fix this? Well, there's a couple things. So the first thing is just by generally increasing your awareness. So using your conscious brain more times than not. So on a typical day, when you're doing your normal everyday tasks, so you're using your subconscious brain about 90% of the time. And for some people that might be very generous. That means you're using your conscious brain about 10% of the time. So you're using logic and reasoning and creativity and imagination 10% of the time. Okay. And if you don't believe me, I have a ton of research and evidence to show you. So you don't have to believe me. It's just science, right? So one thing you want to do is increase your awareness. And there's this very simple skill that I've talked to you guys before on, and it's observational awareness, right? So, so really just practicing being more aware. So this is when you practice with something that has no emotional involvement. So you want to maybe take how you tie your shoes, right? When was the last time you actually were conscious and aware of how you tie your shoes or brush your teeth, right? Or even drive to work for that matter, right? It, it's kind of muscle memory at this point. So one thing you can do is just practice this observational awareness. So if you're, if you're tying your shoes, slow it down, you know, real, really slow and just observe. 
which shoe do you start with? Which lace do you start with? How, how do you tie it the first way? How do you tie it the second way? You know, do you single knot? Do you double knot? When was the last time you tied, you learned how to tie your shoes? When did you think about it last? Who taught you how to tie your shoes, right? So ultimately you're taking this one very simple, non-emotional task and you're just observing it. I promise you, if you do this in some manner, at least once every single day, very soon you will adopt this as a new way of thinking and you'll start to do this all over the place and it will bless you. I promise you it's done that, done that for me and many of my coaching clients. Okay. Okay. Another way that you can do this when you're in a relationship is what I call interaction debriefs. So you can either do this alone or with another person. So let's say you've had an interaction. Um, I'll actually use my husband and I, cause we, we just had this conversation last night. So, uh, this past week we had kind of a negative interaction and it took us several days, but we finally got to have a conversation together about it. But I had had the, uh, after immediately after the interaction, I did my own debrief alone. Okay. And so I realized that in the current situation, when we had this negative interaction, there was a lot leading up to me being in my subconscious. So I was, I was very tired. I'd been doing a lot of traveling. I I was just in a place that wasn't the greatest, right? I didn't have a lot of self-control at that moment. And I kind of came in hot and heavy, right? Ever been there? Um, And so I said to myself, okay, I can totally understand how I got to that place. And then I had to look at it from my husband's perspective and say, okay, I understand that for him, he's working on this whole awareness thing and he goes to his comfort zone, subconscious place quickly. So he interpreted that as me attacking him when really I was just having a moment, right? So I did my, my interaction debrief alone. And I said, okay, totally understand why this happened. And not only that, but at, at this current time, there was no other result that could have happened. Okay. Then several days later, you know, my husband and I had this conversation last night and we really talked it through. And we said, from each of our point of view, this is what was happening. And so for us, the next step was then, okay, well, what do we do about this? right? What do we do? Because you can't just leave it at that. If you want to increase your um, conscious awareness in your relationships and have better relationships, you can't just leave it at understanding what happened. And so as we were talking through it, one of the things that, that I said was, Hey, listen, you know, when I'm coming in and I'm clearly having a moment, right? I'm, I'm operating on past beliefs and not really, you know, in, in the right frame of mind. Um, I, it's like I'm on fire, right? And when he is in his subconscious and he's doing the same thing, it's like he's pouring gas on the fire. And so I said, what are we going to do? And first of all, I I explained to him that I I totally understand he's on his journey. And so I am trying not to be on fire more often. (laughs) Okay. So that's a whole nother call. But, um, I said, you know, when I'm in those moments, I need you to not be gasoline. And I said, when I'm having those moments, I'm trying very hard not to come near you. I'm trying to kind of step back so that it doesn't, you know, incite a a riot basically. Okay. Does that make sense? 
So it's important to increase your awareness in general in life through observational awareness. It's important to have those interaction debriefs, whether you do it by yourself or with the other person or both. And it's definitely important to have the next step. What are we going to do? Okay. So if you want to have changes in your relationships, you've got to get out of your comfort zone. Okay. You've got to become uh, more increasingly aware of the patterns that you have. So especially if you've been with somebody for a really long time, here's a mentor of mine explained this once. And as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh my gosh, that's it. Right? So let's say you've been together for, for a while and you've had 751 fights in your, in your time together. Right? I would venture to say my husband and I were, we're going on 17 and a half years and, and we've had at least that many, right? <laughs> well, so you don't have 751 fights. You actually have 750 versions of the first fight you ever had. Think about that. So do you remember the first fight you ever had with your significant other? If you don't, I would say that would be your challenge for, for this podcast is to, to sit through and think about what was my first fight, right? What was the pattern that we set when we did it the first time? And see, you know, you might be fighting over different things, but it's still the same pattern as that first fight. Okay. And if you want to change that pattern, the only thing that you can do is to become more aware and to get out of that pattern, your comfort zone, right? And you're going to have to try something new. So ultimately, instead of coming to Michelle as the coach and saying, Michelle, oh, these people, they're just driving me nuts. They're driving me mad. I don't know what to do about them. I'm always going to turn that back on you and say, what's the pattern? What do you want to change? And what are you willing to do about it? Because anything less than that is just rearranging the pillows in your prison cell. So thank you so much for, for spending time with me this morning. I hope that really got you thinking. Um, and some of you, I know you're going to reach out because you're going to want to know inf more information about that. And I, I hope that you join us on our call on Monday to learn a little more about that as well. So with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.